Have you embraced the principles of gentle parenting? Maybe you've had reservations or doubts about it and wondered how it aligns with God's word. This is today's topic on the Dorinda Wilson podcast. Welcome, everyone. I'm Dorinda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to 10, and 28-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart, 31 Days in God's Word. You can find all three of those books on Amazon. You can find them at my website, DorendaWilson.com, and you can find The Four-Hour School Day at any of your favorite booksellers in addition to the places that I just mentioned. I also want to let you know that if you want to subscribe to my monthly email newsletter, you will receive a free digital download for a devotional that I wrote specifically to go with the four-hour school day. So if you want that, I'll leave a link in the show notes and you can click on that and get your uh, devotional for free. Also, my favorite math resource, I want to share with that that with you real quickly. You've heard me talk about CTC Math for some time now, but have you gone and checked it out? CTC Math provides online video tutorials that make learning math easy and effective. This online math program uses creative graphics and animation that are sure to grab and keep your child's attention. Start your free trial today by visiting ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Okay, we're going to dive into this topic of gentle parenting. You know, as parents, we're bombarded with parenting advice coming from all directions and countless perspectives. Often it's in the form of memes that give no context. (laughs) This can create false guilt while simultaneously distracting us from intentional biblical parenting. It's essential that we keep God's word in front of us as parents in order to continue to be faithful in raising our kids in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, Ephesians 6, 4. So several episodes ago, I talked about reactive parenting versus responsive parenting. I'll leave a link in the show notes if you missed that one. And I mentioned that as a veteran mom, I've seen many trends in parenting come and go. Inevitably, they tend to fall under one of two styles, permissive or authoritative. And I've watched the pendulum swing back and forth for decades. For example, a child grows up feeling that their parents were too strict and vows not to be so hard on their own kids and whoosh, they swing over to the permissive parenting while all the while believing that they are truly loving their children only only to find themselves burnt out and not really wanting to be around them. Um, Another child grows up feeling that their parents were too permissive, which made them feel insecure and unloved. So they swing on over to an authoritative style of parenting and find themselves also burnt out with kids who are afraid of them and have lost the joy that kids typically have by nature. So I've been hearing a lot about gentle parenting, and I wanted to bring Wes back on the podcast to give us a biblical perspective on this because, you know, when it comes to the hotter topics, I prefer Wes to take the fall. (laughs) (laughs) seriously though I have so much respect for Wes and his deep understanding of God's word his willingness to speak the truth and gifted communication style that I'm confident that he will do a far better job than I could have so to give you a little background Wes is one of the elders at our church he's a husband and a homeschooling father of five he had joined us for several episodes in the past including uh, Romans 13 uh, applying Romans 13 to the here and now which we did in the middle of covid which was a lot of fun <laughs> the importance of biblical education the import the biblical importance of family recognizing false teachers the dangers of a self-help culture how to find a biblical church 
biblical discipline and biblical submission and a three-part series on the end times. I'm going to leave all of those links in the show notes if you'd like to hear those because uh, they're awesome. So obviously there are a lot of hot topics that I like to have you handle. So welcome (laughs) back, Wes. (laughs) That's it. Happy to be here. Happy to do it. Oh, awesome. All right. Well, let's dive in. I'm, I'm really excited to hear what you have to share about gentle parenting because there's a lot of stuff flying out out, oh, yeah. out there. And and I think parents, Christian parents, really need clarification. And so that's what I'm hoping you'll bring today. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So gentle parenting, interesting. It really is a kind of growing phenomenon. And to be honest with you, I thought that it would have grown at a, at a, a slightly different period of time in sort of like evangelical uh, recent history. Right. Uh, your listeners may be familiar with uh, kind of what people came to call now the gospel-centered movement. Right. It was a period of time when, you know, we were saying gospel-centered this, gospel-centered that, right. you know, gospel, gospel, gospel. And I interestingly would have thought that something like gentle parenting would have been in tandem with that mm-hmm. because basically the— the gospel everything movement, kind of what it did, uh, there was there were a lot of good merits to it, but right. basically what it did is it 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 took grace, mercy, and forgiveness and acted like they were the only things that the Bible talked about. Mm. Period. Mm-hmm. Like so, that's it. That's all. That's all gospel means. Right. And so, if what you're doing doesn't feature forgiveness, mercy, and grace as the prominent uh, as, as the prominent forward-facing thing, then it's not gospel. Right. That's not gospel. Okay, and so I would have thought that parents would have picked it up during that movement. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that did happen. Uh, and and now we're seeing a more fully-fledged parental strategy that has emerged from those streams of thinking. Right. Uh, and so I think in, in large part, that's part of what's happening with gentle parenting is it's uh, a subcategory of, you know, gospel centrality. And what we mean by gospel centrality is only grace, only mercy, right. only forgiveness. Forget themes of justice or discipline or, you know, wrath. Self-control. Or, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, yeah, sanctification. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think in large part, what we have is, is an emphasis problem. Mm-hmm. But to start, I, I think uh, you want to try to understand a position out of the mouths of those who advocate the position, mm-hmm. right? And so to start, I just kind of want to canvas what gentle parenting is from the standpoint of a gentle parent themselves or right. from a gentle parenting advocate. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think one thing that happens is when conservative Christians, like real conservative Christians, first hear a term like gentle parenting, we almost dismiss it out of hand, right? <laughs> right? Like, Okay, I, I think I probably know what that means. These are just those people who let their kids throw tantrums in public, and yeah, yeah it's just that's all it is. Yeah, it's just permissive parenting. Right. Like it's nothing more, nothing less. It's just an avant-garde term for somebody who's too soft or too lazy to take care of their business. Right. You know, and we just kind of <laughs> dismiss that out of hand. Right. Um, but gentle parenting advocates are actually really sensitive to that critique. Like they hear it all the time, they mm-hmm. encounter that all the time, and they have a they have a response to it. They're going to say, no, it's not that we're permitting bad behavior. It's that we hold boundary lines without giving negative consequences. And so Is here's- Is that possible? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's my first question. But right, I'll let right. you keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it, I mean, it's it really is interesting if you if you like try to find people who are doing dialogues with, mm-hmm. so, with a gentle parent. And the person who's doing the interview isn't a gentle parent themselves. Right. It's really interesting to hear the way that they'll kind of nuance these things and parse these things out. And uh, and so from it, for example, um, 
and this is just some of the stuff that I've, I've listened to and encountered. Um, one of the gentle parenting advocates when asked the question, uh, what do you mean? Like you'll hold boundaries, but without negative consequences, what does that mean? Give me a scenario. And so the scenario that was given was, okay, let's say, uh, brother keeps hitting sister. Uh, what I'm going to do, speaking as gentle parent, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to grab little boy's hand. I'm going to say, I will not allow you to hit your sister. I won't allow you to hit your sister. And then it's done. And if he does it again, grab his hand. I won't allow you to hit your sister. So the whole, so what their argument is, I'm going to hold a behavioral standard. Like, I'm not just going to let stuff happen and not respond to right, it. Right, right. But what I'm not going to do is spank the child for hitting or take away a privilege or do a timeout. Right. Like, they want to avoid negativity, right? So negative consequences is the thing that they're trying to take off the table. That's the thing that, in their school of thinking, is is something that effectively fails to respect your children, fails to properly humanize your children. Right. And, and, that, and they've even gone as far as to say it traumatizes them. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Which makes Some certainly the will. parent who's not a gentle parent feel like a an ogre. You know. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's where these yeah. memes come along, and they say certain things, and you're like, "I must be doing this wrong," or I mean, and you don't, yeah. and, and they go in front of us so quickly that we don't really have time to process it. So, mm-hmm. yes, I'm so yeah. glad you're here today to. And and, and truly, those things can be difficult for parents to see because what parent doesn't kind of second guess themselves? Absolutely. <laughs> right? Well, and that's not a bad thing. Sure, I mean, sure. that should be the, 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 the time when we go to the Lord yeah. for wisdom and to the word for, yep. for wisdom. But yep. yeah, we all wonder if we're doing okay because we don't really know until they're adults, right? That's, the jury is still out on all of this for me. Right. The, yeah, the evidence has come in for you and it's really right. good. Right, so. right. But it was a lot of years of wondering, is yeah. this okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord help me, Lord help yeah. me. Yeah. So, so they would grab the hand and, and yep. that's how they would handle the situation. Yep. And but so, I'm seeing all kinds of ways this could go sideways. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. But they're saying that would be the end of it. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And and they're basically they're saying we'll hold that boundary line as many times as we need to. So we want them to run up against resistance, but what we don't want to do is employ a negative consequence. Okay. Okay. And so just to make sure that we understand fairly what they're saying, right. uh, and are not just caricaturing it or dismissing it out of right, hand. Right. Uh, they're they're saying no, we're not permitting the behavior. We're just stopping short of giving a negative consequence to try to preempt the bad behavior from coming back. Right. We just want them to hit that barrier of mom or dad every time. Um, and so that's uh, that's basically what they're getting at. And that's the um, that's the implementation of their core tenants. And so I'll give you the core tenants and then we'll start walking through here are the issues with it. Okay. So uh, the core tenants are effectively, I'm trying to find them. I wrote them down in my notes here. Um, core tenants, mm, where did I put those? Uh, understand your child, mm-hmm. empathize with your child and show your child respect. And so those are, are basically the, the animating principles that depending on who you're reading or which blogger or which right, podcast, right. you may get some uh, variation, mm-hmm. but basically it's going to boil down to that. You, you want to understand your child. You want to empathize with your child. You want to show your child respect. And, uh, and truthfully, to be totally honest with you, I think those are good tenets. I was just going to say that. I think those are great. Yep. It's, it's how you walk them out. Correct. Mm-hmm. Now, I do have a caveat on empathize with your child that I want to give. Right. Um, so 
and, and your listeners may have heard people talk about the difference between sympathy and empathy mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I actually want to say empathy is bad. Right. Sympathy is good. Right. Because empathy is actually putting yourself in their right. shoes, feeling what they're feeling, including the consequences that you're doling out or sure. whatever. Um, and sympathy is just saying, I understand. Correct. What, what they're feeling. Yep. But also recognizing that you are still the parent. And Correct. ultimately what we're looking for is what's in the best interest of the child. Correct. Yep. Over the long haul. Yep, exactly. So, exactly. And I think gentle parenting, they would say that that's what they're doing as well. But I don't know that that's what the fruit actually is. Sure. Biblically speaking, but we're going to let you explain that's it. that. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so on that sympathy, empathy thing, I think it is it is an important thing to, to dole out. Yeah. The analogy that I've heard uh, that I thought was super helpful is uh, the sympathetic person sees someone in a pit mm-hmm. and they sympathize with them. Right. So they try to help them out of the pit. Right. The empathetic person sees somebody in a pit and they get in the pit and with jump them. Jump in with them. Yeah, that's really <laughs> So that good. they're not alone in their that's feelings. That's a great analogy. But now you just need two people. You need two people out of the pit. <laughs> Someone right? has to pull them out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so, that, so that's the that's difference, great. right? That's a great and analogy. I actually think that it's the empathy that drove people into, into gentle parenting mm-hmm. to begin with. Mm-hmm. Because they felt those things with their children. Right. Right. Well, and some of them are pulling from their own childhood. Sure. That pain or whatever that yep. came forward. And and it's that's legitimate. Get that. But it, it needs to be something handled separately yep. from how we're disciplining our children. We can't. Yep. Because otherwise, that's what's informing us is our pain. Right. Instead of the scripture. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and so if, if those are the tenets, let's let's change empathy to sympathy. But if it's understanding your child, sympathizing with them and showing the respect, that's not gentle parenting. That's just good parenting. Mm-hmm. That's like mm-hmm. God's fatherhood to us. Yes. So a couple passages, Psalm 103, 13 through 14. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame and he remembers that we are dust. Mm. So he knows what we're like, who we are, what we struggle with, and he takes those things into consideration right. in the way that he interacts right, with us. Right, right. And you think about the scriptures that talk about Jesus um, being our great high priest who is not yep. unable to sympathize exactly. with our weaknesses. Yep, Hebrews 4.15. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly right. Wonderful. And so— Which is so comforting. 100%. You know, when you understand—well, you can't begin to understand, but you get tiny little— Glimpses of how big and amazing and powerful God is, the fact that he sympathizes with us is is such a sweet thing. And think about how that makes you feel as God's Mm -hmm. child. That's how you have the opportunity to make your child feel when you did that for them. Because you're their world. Right. You're their world, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And so I want to say yes and amen Mm -hmm. to those tenants when you sub out empathy for sympathy, Mm -hmm. right? I want to say yes and amen. Um, And so I think we should understand our children. We should sympathize with our children and we should show our children respect. And I also want to go so far as to say, and this is me thinking about like our our local church context. I know that you've got listeners who are all over the map, come Mm -hmm. from different theological traditions, different, you know, backgrounds, all Mm -hmm. those sorts of things. But when I think about this, uh, our church is a really conservative church Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm grateful for that. I praise Mm -hmm. God for that. However, there's a ditch on both sides of the road, right? Uh, and I want to say that there are some times when really conservative parents don't score high enough right. in those categories. Yeah. And yeah. so I don't want to gloss over this too quickly and only spend time deconstructing. Mm-hmm. I also want to say, hey, there may be a real opportunity for growth right. as you interact with this growing parental trend. Mm-hmm. Um, and just pulling the 
the chewing up the meat and spitting out the bones kind of Correct. thing, you know, where, gosh, there could be some good things there and that we could, that actually align with scripture. Yep. Um, when they're biblically implemented, Correct. they're beautiful. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so just to take a quick example of a way that sometimes we as as conservative parents or even as you said as as in the opener those who may be in reaction to seeing a soft coddling kind of spirit of the age Mm -hmm. have said not in my household and we swung way over to the authoritarian side which you're still letting the culture uh you still let them determine not the bible exactly that's Mm -hmm. exactly right that's Mm -hmm. exactly right um so an example of that um you know like my wife and i sometimes believe it or not will speak to each other in a way that was inappropriate or I'll be upset after a long day or, you know, whatever it is. And, but both of us have the respect for one another that we'll think through before just jabbing back or letting it turn into this massive escalation. Heather will think through, I wonder what external stressors he had or what phone call he just got off of when he pulled Mm -hmm. into the driveway and she'll dial her response to that back. Mm-hmm. because she's thinking about things that could have been behind that, right? right? right. We do that for each other as adults. We'll mm-hmm. give each other the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. whatever. But sometimes we're not processing that in our kids' lives at all. Right, right. There's a phrase I heard years ago that was just has been super helpful. It's seek to understand before being understood. That's good. That's a really good. Exactly. And that's those tenants. Those are the tenants that the gentle parents are going to champion. Mm-hmm. You should understand your child. So you should seek to think, okay, what could be pressing in on them that could have caused eruption X, Y, or Z? And while that doesn't excuse the behavior, it does inform whether or not I'm at a 10 in my response or if I'm at a 5 in my response. Right, and then you've got that kid who is specifically difficult to understand. You don't relate to them personality-wise. So it's more work with that child to bring out, um, what does the scripture say? Uh, the purposes of a man's heart are deep waters, uh, but a man of understanding draws them out. Mm, that's right. You know? yes. So being able yes. to, and I feel like questions are always so good because they're unoffensive and they help bring down defenses. It's just mm-hmm. like, so what's going on or what's really going on? Yes. You know, we can see something's happening here. Is there, did something happen? You know, mm-hmm. and with kids, you have to be a lot more inquisitive in terms of, if right. you say it to an adult, they'll usually just blah, they'll say it all, you know, they'll sure. tell you everything. Um, sure. Some won't, but, but like if it's a spouse, they, they will just unload and you'll know, okay, that's, that was the deal. But with kids, you ha- kind of have to work more right. at it because they're still learning how mm-hmm. to communicate their feelings, how to put words to them, you know, and some yep. kids struggle with that a lot more than others. And so, yes. yeah. So yes. Kid and putting in that different. effort is a show of respect. Right. You respect them as a human being made right. in the image of God. They're not just your chattel to behave the way that you want because right. they're not a dog and pony show. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and so, again, I want to say those things are good and right. And gentle parents would be listening to this aspect of the podcast saying, "Pray, yeah, praise God. Yeah. That's, that's all we're saying. Yeah. That's all we're saying. Yeah. Can I say, too, when you're trying to understand a child and you're taking your time with it, that means that sometimes they're going to be an embarrassment to you. Mm. It, because you you haven't you haven't quote unquote nipped it in the bud mm-hmm. because you're kind of trying to wait ha- to see how things play out and what what's really and you're praying about it and you're waiting on the Lord yep. so that's that's a part of parenting that that can be you know misunderstood out in public you know yep. people think you don't have you know a handle on your kid but really 
maybe the parent is is working on it, but they're taking their time and they're doing it in an understanding and wise way. That's so right. that's why, you know, that's right. mercy, grace for parents sure. <laughs> with kids Absolutely. in public. Yeah. Always. And th- this is long suffering. Yeah. This is not a sprint to the finish that's line. Right. Because we want to shape whole people. Exactly. Right? If I just want a particular behavioral result, oh, I can demand it. Yeah. And I can ensure that I get it. Mm-hmm. I can do that. I just may crush the child right. in the process. Right? And, and it will be temporary. The, the, Correct. The dog and pony show will be temporary. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, anyway, all that to underscore ways that we could too soon dismiss those tenets mm-hmm. of gentle parenting and actually miss an aspect of God's fatherly care for us mm-hmm. and fail to reflect him properly. Right. If we just say, no, I, I mean, I'm the authoritarian right. and here's what I've required. You're, you've breached my requirements and therefore sanctions are to be, you know, right. like if that's the tact that you take, then you are missing something, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just to say there are some merits to this. Um, and, and that we can learn from it. And we're just going to insert one more little thing that does not mean every single discipline scenario has to be this long drawn out process. Sure. Sometimes you're just dealing with something and to the best of your ability for the moment, and then you're going to pray about it. You're, you, it'll take time to get some understanding, but, uh, I, I've seen a lot of, and maybe they've been practicing gentle parenting. I don't know. I've seen parents just trying to reason, 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 reason with their kid because they sure. don't want to get to that point where they have to, where they actually do have to implement the consequences, <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, and I know what that's like because I, te- I tended to do that a little myself because too much empathy. Sure. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I, I feel this right there with you. So anyway, yes, just throwing yeah. that in there, you know, because yeah. there's the... There's the, the 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 parent you just described, you know, just very authoritative. But then there are moments where it's like, no, that's it. Don't do that. You know, right. there are moments for that. Exactly. So I just want to throw that in there so parents aren't getting the idea that this has to be. And I'm sure you're di- you're going to dive into sure, that. Sure, sure. Right yeah, so. yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So all of those things uh, having been said. Uh, we want to keep those tenants on the table, right. but without taking negative consequences off of the table. Mm-hmm. We want all of it on the table because mm-hmm. the Bible puts all of it on the table. Right. Uh, and, and so now we'll hit some of the problems with, okay. with gentle parenting. Uh, and basically the problem is that it absolutizes one aspect of God's fatherhood to the exclusion of the other mm-hmm. aspects mm-hmm. per, you know, thinking about the whole gospel-centered mm-hmm. type movement that wanted to zero in on one thing as if the Bible has no other data points. Um, So gentle parenting problems, uh, number one, it fails to process the fact that some of who and what our children are is damnable Mm -hmm. and needs to be crucified, not coddled. Mm. That's not on on the radar. Right, right. (laughs) Um, And and so crucifixion is not gentle. Mm -hmm. The, the image that it connotes, and obviously we're not talking about literal crucifixion, but it is the image that's used for the process of sanctification, for the process of growing in, in, in grace, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, and so there are things that Scripture insists must simply be put to death. Uh, and so these aren't things that you're patient with. These aren't things that you take your time with. These are things that the Bible just says, no, that's got to die. Mm. Uh, I'm thinking uh, a text, we could stack texts up, but I'm thinking of Colossians 3, 5 in particular. It says, put to death, therefore, whatever is earthly in you, carnal passions, lust, greed, self-indulgence, these sorts of things. And these are things that our, our children struggle with mightily, mm-hmm. mightily. Now, somebody may want to come back and say, well, that's written to regenerate Christians. Right. 
And it's a call to action to them specifically. So how does that relate to parenting? Well, I want to say, if it's our job as parents to train our children in the fear and admonition of the Lord and to train them up into God's ways, what are God's ways except not doing that stuff? Right. (laughs) Right. And so uh, unless you want to say that the parent doesn't actually have a role in the child's growth in grace or sanctification, Mm -hmm. uh, I want to say, no, you do. You've got a major role in it. And so you're supposed to be helping them put those things to death. Right. Uh, and again, that's not a gentle process, right? right? Um, the, the Bible uses violent language to communicate those things because it is something that's going to be violent. Now, albeit not with fists, that's right. not what I'm saying, right. but in terms of the intensity yeah. that a gentle parent wants to leave off the table, right. I want to say those texts are demanding that there be an intensity Um that's bound up in our parenting that doesn't seem to come through or be in the atmosphere of gentle parenting. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that gentle parenting doesn't take into account is the fact that our children are born sinners. Right. And that's a big divergence right there. Mm -hmm. Because if you're assuming that they're good people, you're going to work from a completely different place. And that is not a biblical way of thinking. And so, no, we're not looking at our kids, you know, calling them little sinners and little heathens. I have actually known people who've done this. Oh, you little heathen, you know, they had like a toddler doing whatever. And I'm like, I wasn't a parent yet at the time, but I was just like, I just don't like that. I don't like the yeah. way that sounds. I don't like what that, that message, even in joking, what that sends. Um, so I, the kind of message that that sends, but you know, I think with the one thing that I, we did with our kids and I'm so glad we did was we always treated them as though they were already part of the body of Christ. Yeah. And, yep. and I think that that was biblical and I felt, and, and I just believed it, it was like the Holy spirit was like, yeah, do that. Mm-hmm. And so we did that. Yeah. And so, and I think what happens is they feel part of something before mm-hmm. they ever become, so when they become adults, they don't want to not be part of that right? because you've included them all along mm-hmm. and you've trained them in that way of thinking all along. So why right. would they want to walk away from that? Yep. You know, That's so right. anyway, I'm just right. my two cents worth. No, no, you're right. And first Corinthians seven affirms you in that, mm-hmm. that yeah, they're, they're covenant children mm-hmm. and they're to be raised right. in and participants Which in. is and going cetera, to look different than the world moms correct. Yep, <laughs> so correct. if your parenting looks weird to other people good. but it's biblical good <laughs> on good. you yep. just that's right. keep going that's right and so yeah absolutely what you said perfectly uh underscores the first problem with gentle parenting mm-hmm. which is effectively they don't see themselves as dealing with a sin nature mm-hmm. So they, in their minds, there isn't anything to put to death. There isn't anything to crucify. There isn't anything that shouldn't be tolerated. It's just an immature expression, and those things will grow and get better over time. But again, the Bible's saying, no, some of that stuff needs to die. Well, the Scripture doesn't say that that stuff gets better over time. Correct. It's the opposite. <laughs> it's the opposite. It's the opposite. Yeah. Right. And, and that, you know, that's, that's why right. I'm always like, look at your three-year-old, how he's acting right now. What's that going to look like at 15? And, that's right. Unless you put an end to it. That's unless right. Unless you stop it. That's so. right. 
So we have parenting tactics, mm-hmm. if you want to use right. that term, sure. that are designed to help our children yes. put those things to death yes. so that they don't have to live with them later mm-hmm. or their spouse or their kids. Right. <laughs> right. And everybody else they know. That's exactly right. You know. That's exactly right. Uh, and so that's one of the things that gentle parenting seems to be missing, not informed by any of those texts. Mm-hmm. Um, a second problem that I say it has is it fails to inaugurate our children. And I'm getting that word inaugurate from Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way that you go. When he's old, he won't depart from it. You look at the Hebrew word that is translated for us as train. One of its meanings is inaugurate. Uh, And so, you know, when you're inaugurating somebody, like that's the point at which um, the implications of whatever role they're taking on actually come on to them. Right. right? We we would call that taking ownership of their walk with the Lord. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the place you want to lead them to. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. And so we're responsible for inaugurating them, initiating them into this Christian life. And that's a process. Sure. Absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. And so if we're inaugurating them into how to live in the world, generally speaking, Mm -hmm. and then specifically speaking, as Christians, then you can't you're not at liberty to take consequences off the table mm-hmm. because you're preparing them for a life in a world that is consequence rich. Right, right. That I, the first thing that pops in my mind is if you don't work, you don't eat. This yeah. is something we we instilled in our kids. Like you have, you need to do your part. You know, no, nothing is for free. Um, you know, just it, it's just tiny little things like that all along the way mm-hmm. because that is life. Yes, and I think that's we, right. we're lying to our children if we set them up for anything else. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think while some people may think that I'm taking a cheap shot here by basically saying, if you take negative consequences off the table in your parenting, then you're going to send a lot of kids into the world who really don't actually understand cause and effect or consequences. Mm -hmm. I want to say, just look around. I was going to say the victim mentality is through the roof. It's not my fault. What, I don't know why this is happening to me because mm-hmm. there's no connection there Correct. between their actions and decisions and Correct. what they're experiencing. Exactly, exactly. And that's a generation of people who didn't grow up under, with, it wasn't the moniker gentle parenting at the time. Some of those just had absentee parents. Right. And so they didn't have anybody to teach there's them those zero things. zero parenting. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. But you'll get a similar net result if you've got, if you've got parents who aren't willing to assign negative consequences. Well, that's the training ground for life, for how you understand how the world works, how you understand how relationships work. And so when there's no negative consequence all through the developmental years, what product do you think that's going to to bring when they end up in a world that is full of negative consequences for bad behavior or whatever it is? Mm -hmm. Uh, And so you're not inaugurating your children. You're failing at Proverbs 22, 6 uh, when you take a full bore gentle parenting approach. So that's uh, another fault or deficiency in it. Uh, Third thing I'd say is uh, it thinks that it's more godly than God is. Mm. Uh, And this is the, I'd say, the fundamental problem with it. uh, Is, and I should have said this probably earlier. So there's a secular strand of gentle parenting and there's a Christian strain of it. Uh, and I'm speaking specifically, obviously, to the Christian version of it. Sure. The reason that I wanted to say some of the positive things about it up front is because anytime a sizable group of well-intentioned Christians take something on, mm-hmm. it probably does mean that there's some something. note of truth mm-hmm. in it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why we wanted to start there. Sure. But uh, now for the excoriating part of it, uh, man, 
gentle parenting really does think that it's holier than God is. Mm -hmm. Because when you say we want to take negative consequences off the table, what you've just done is you've departed from God's primary parental strategy. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. God is a God who disciplines, and when he says discipline, he means negative consequences are going to befall you because you've disobeyed me. Right, right. He does it. I mean, I shouldn't even need a proof text for this, Mm -hmm. right? It's all over the Bible, Mm -hmm. literally from Genesis chapter 3 onward. Mm -hmm. Different consequences that befall different groups of his people when they step outside the boundary lines. And and when we say, I mean, if you think that like a spanking or time out or whatever it is that the gentle parents are trying to get out of, for God— it was exiles. Right. It was death. It was deprivation. It was plagues. This was not gentle. <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> not gentle at all. Yeah. And, and it always, always came from a heart of love. Correct. For his people. Knowing how we're, uh, knowing our frame. He knows mm-hmm. we're dust, but he also knows we're stubborn. Yeah. And he knows exactly how to get our attention. So when God is doing something noticeable, Mm -hmm. noticeably painful, allowing noticeably painful things in our lives, it's a really good time to step back and go, what are you trying to say, God? Like, what is going on here? And, you know, give give us wisdom, open our eyes, help us to see what we may not be seeing, you know? So, yeah, Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And and so that's, that's, those are really the, I think the three critiques that are most useful to make, but that last one being the most important, we have to reflect God in our parenting. It's like idolatry. Yeah. You know, and I think about that verse that says, do not be wise in your own eyes, fear Mm -hmm. the Lord and shun evil. This will be health to your body and nourishment to your bones. That's right. I mean, I think we can, even as parents, we can feel that anxiety literally physically. We can have physical ramifications from trying to be wise in our own eyes. Correct. And so that's something to really think about. Um, mm-hmm. So when you're feeling a lot of that in your parenting, your kids, it, it might be a good time to hit the pause button and say, Lord, what's what's going on here? Because yes. I would find myself in that position where I was just like on edge all the time. And I was like, Lord, what? You know, I always turned to myself first. What's, what's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? Da, 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 da. Um, and then it was like the Lord would say, just sit back and watch your kids for a while. And I would watch them and I would, and pay more attention to how they were talking to me, what, how they were interacting. And mm-hmm. more times than not, it was, I had let the boundaries slide somewhere along sure. the way and they were getting by with things they shouldn't be getting by with. And so it was a gift to me to feel anxious because sure. it's what got my attention and made me right the ship for the sake of our children, yes. you know? So yes. God is really good that way. Yep. So we, we sometimes, I think it's easy to feel like, Oh, you know, I don't understand where this anxiety lays. If it's a separate thing that just attacks you, you know, and when mm-hmm. the reality is there's usually something tied to it Correct. and God is able and willing to show us what mm-hmm. that is. If yes. Yes. While you were saying that, it did make me think of this is maybe a subset of the the last critique, but uh, Deuteronomy chapter four, uh, God says that one of the reasons that He gave His law, and let's remember that His law includes the negative consequences mm-hmm. that are going to happen if yep. the law was broken. Yep. That's also part of the law. And God says He gave that law so that the other nations would look and they'd say, "How near is their God to them?" how kind, mm-hmm. how wonderfully present. And effectively, gentle parenting would take those things off the table mm-hmm. 
because it wants to take one of the things that the nations were supposed to marvel at, right. namely that your God cares so much about you that he's willing to give you negative consequences in order to get you back or mm-hmm. to set you right mm-hmm. or whatever, that that's an act of love. And it's an act of love that for most of us is taxing to us. Mm-hmm. It's not like we enjoy doing right. it. Right, 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 <laughs> exactly, know? exactly. Um, it, it's kind of a, I would describe it as like a pursuing, mm-hmm. you know, and you're pursuing the child and the wholeness of the child and the well-being of the child. And you and you do that a lot of times at a detriment to yourself. Correct. And, uh, Correct. you know, we have to develop a lot more self-control as parents. Mm-hmm. There's all these areas where God grows us um, as we discipline our children. Yeah. For their good, yeah, and and so it's a, it's actually really beautiful. It's almost like a symphony. It all works together, that's right, um, and it, it, in harmony. And that's right. so when you're walking in that, there's just there is a peace, even when it's hard, mm-hmm. because you know, like we're playing our tune, and this is what we're supposed to be doing. That's right. So that's right. Yeah, yeah. no, that's, that's so perfect. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. And so uh, as it relates to gentle parenting, just sort of maybe a summary statement: uh, gentleness is a fruit of the spirit. It should be operative in everything Mm. that we do in the same way that it is with God. Mm -hmm. Uh, His love, his grace, his mercy, his gentleness are always operative. You know, there's a, there's a, I I think that uh, you were at this when we were doing uh, systematic theology at the church. And um, I remember teaching about the the unity or simplicity of God. Mm -hmm. And basically we were talking about uh, God's never suspending one of his attributes in order to flesh out one of his others. Right. And so it's not like on Monday, he's loving on Tuesday. He's just, (laughs) you know, but rather it's always a loving justice and it's always a just love. Right. And again, we're supposed to reflect that. Right. Uh, And so gentle while rebuking, right. Mm -hmm. Gentle while doling out consequences, Mm -hmm. understanding our children's frame. Mm -hmm. And that comes to bear on how those consequences take shape and all those things. Uh, and so I realize that's all at the level of principle, but hopefully those will at least be principles that can help mm-hmm. to animate. Okay, yeah, uh, that also means that I don't have to have a one-size-fits-all strategy for every single situation right. that's just plug and play. Right. And I personally think that while some people would say, that's kind of what I want, I think most people want to say, I want to have the freedom parent my child in the situation that I'm in the way that it needs to happen right right there. And that's what these kinds of principles give you Mm -hmm. that you want to be thinking in terms of, yeah, gentleness and grace and God's fatherhood to me. And yet that means discipline Mm -hmm. and that means negative consequences Mm -hmm. because of how much I care for you. But those consequences have to be thought about in light of the frame of the child. Right. And so there are some children who, who break easily. Right. But that means that that consequence is probably going to be different for that super sensitive child than the kid who it's takes not. more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and so that gives you the freedom sure. to process make those, those things and make those and, adjustments mm-hmm, as you need mm-hmm. to. So and, okay. uh, and so, yeah, I think that there's a lot of freedom in it and, and uh, a lot of help from the Lord as uh, you lean into it and he'll awesome. give you the help that you need. Yeah, this was great. Well, will you close in a word of prayer? Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, Father God, thanks so much uh, for your word. Uh, thanks for how comprehensive it is. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks that your word doesn't just set up three or four things and pretend that those are the only three or four things mm-hmm. because we would find that three or four things just don't get it done in the range of experiences that we're going to have with our kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you've given us more, not less. Um, but we also need your Holy Spirit to help us sift through all of that more. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I realize sometimes these sorts of podcasts that are principle heavy or text heavy um, can sometimes feel burdensome because it's like, couldn't you have just told me two or three things to do <laughs> and let me just plug and play those? Um, but ultimately, what you want from us is our reliance on you, mm. um, not our reliance on a strategy or some tips and tricks. Uh, and so these principles both give us a path to walk down, but uh, they drive us back to the Holy Spirit again and again and again to say, uh, help me, please give me wisdom and grace to employ these principles in the way that is best for this child in this moment, in this situation. And so as those moms, as these moms rather who are listening are faithful to do that, uh, we ask that you meet them where they are and give them exactly what they need and we trust that you will. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.